0: Welcome to EdTech Adventures. Join us as we explore the role of technology, STEM, and creative play in education. With expert guests, we'll discover how learning is always an adventure. Today, our guest is Kay Yang. She's a professional engineer turned educator. Before founding Tinker the Robot, she worked in several industries from biotechnology, defense, consumer products, making toys for Mattel, and clean tech. Tinker the Robot creates experiences where kids learn hands on science and engineering. Kay, thanks so much for being on our podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, Charlotte. Really excited to chat with you.
0: Great. Now, I like to start the podcast with a simple question Could you describe a memorable education experience that you've had as a student?
1: Yeah, so I have one experience in particular freshman year doing the Egg Drop Project. I'm sure a lot of your listeners have done this project before. My egg broke. (laughs) Just spoiler alert. But it was such an extremely fun experience because it was something my dad and I worked on every weekend for about a month. And it was so great because I got to learn about not knowing and figuring out the answer and problem solving. And that was such a great experience for me because I got to understand a problem-solving process and then that's something i take with me everywhere i go no matter what i'm doing whether it's just tying my shoelaces to building a prototype
0: great i like how even though your egg broke <laughs> that that's still a great experience for you, a memorable experience for you as well and leaning into that about experiences and experimenting could you tell me a little bit more about tinker the robot
1: Yeah, definitely. So I mean, taking that experience in mind, where it's really about learning how to learn, having a problem and trying to solve it. That's what we try to accomplish with our project boxes. So the goal is to just get kids building, expose them to a little bit of engineering and build their confidence. So that's what we do. One way we do it that we're really excited about is we do it with graphic novels. So all our kits come with a book. This is just our fun teaser book, and it's colorful. It's fun. So the goal is really just to take this information that's normally really black and white, a bunch of equations, boring, and make it fun and approachable. Yeah, so what got you interested
0: in creating Tinker the Robot?
1: Yeah, so I actually started off because of the gender gap. So Mm. noticing that in many meetings, I was normally the only girl and sometimes the only person of color, and it got a little bit That is annoying for lack of a better (laughs) word. And so I left my job at Mattel where I was making Disney princess dolls, which was the dream job and started to create Katinka the Robot with the goal of creating valuable experiences for girls to spark the engineer in them. But what happened was as I started to build this product, talk to families, I found that feeling that kind of intimidation factor of math and science wasn't just with girls. It was with a lot of other people, obviously boys and girls and however you identify. And so really what's been happening is we've been just trying to create product that isn't intimidating, that engages kids and really builds up their confidence with small wins.
0: You said you left Mattel. Was there anything that you learned from your experience at Mattel that you then applied to creating the kits for Tinker
1: the Robot? Definitely. So it's all about the experience and the story. So in order to make sure, and this is, I think this is true for everyone, in order to really learn and feel like this is something that you're excited about, you want to be engaged with the content, and also you want to have a little bit of ownership in the content. And so that was something I really learned from Mattel, where a lot of the products they create, they're really just allowing kids to continue their own story. So they might take an IP such as Disney Princess, where the content is so strong, And the goal of the toy is to allow the girl or the boy to then continue the story at home. And just really thinking that out into how we can translate that into a science and engineering experience where kids can learn some concepts and then how do they then continue that story? Maybe they have their own experiment, they have a challenge, so they can really have ownership of that content.
0: I love how the core is allowing kids to express their ideas with these toys and these kits. And then leaning into that, how have you seen parents and kids use your kits at home?
1: A variety of ways. So that's actually been one of the best parts of all this is that because we're such a small company and Facebook friends and constantly chatting with the families, I get a really good sense of how they're actually using our product, what works for them and what doesn't. And so some of the parents or some of the families actually will just use it to casually learn a branch of engineering. Some of them actually use it to explore a career. So let's say their child is interested in becoming an electrician. So they use our kits to learn about the basic vocabulary attached to electronics, and then they build some circuits and they use it as just a jumping off board to explore that career. And then some of the kids get really creative. And this is one of my favorite examples. So with each project, there's a video of me explaining the science behind it. And there's this one family where they actually recreate my video with their build. So it's so cool to see the way kids are using this content, using this information, and then truly making it their own in whatever format works for them.
0: Yeah, we've seen the same thing at Co-Combat because a lot of our content, we have kids create their own games. And so we built the platform for them to make the game and we have no idea what they're going to build. And one of them is like a story maker. And so we keep getting links to stories that they've programmed. It's always surprising what they create out of what you've made. And then you said some parents actually seem intimidated. By helping their kids learn at home so what are some strategies that you've used to help them get over their intimidation
1: one thing is we make our kits very resource rich so if they run into a problem they know that there's somewhere they can go for additional information but one thing we really try to make sure parents understand is that it's not about them learning or knowing all the answers It's about them going on a journey with their child and possibly learning together. So going back to the egg drop example, our egg obviously broke. We didn't know all the answers, but we had a lot of fun figuring it out. And really that's what it's all about. You're not always going to succeed, but it's really about you iterating, figuring out what didn't work, and then pivoting from that. And so that's what we really want to show, that it's a journey for you two to learn together. Sometimes it's not about finding the solution, it's about asking the questions and then going and figuring it out. I think one thing we've learned, and this is such kind of an interesting change in education, it's less about delivering solutions or answers to students, it's about setting them up with a tool set to solve problems so that they're able to approach whatever they see in their lives and so i think that's what it's really about showing them like this is how i solve a problem and then giving them the opportunity to figure out a process of their own
0: that's great and i know that can be tough i know for me i'm a type a person and i like (laughs) to keep things organized controlled planned out How do you help parents embrace that mindset? I know we've spent a lot of time trying to help educators embrace that mindset with our content, but what are some strategies that you've done with your materials? Like you said, there's a graphic novel that goes with each kit. What are some strategies that you've used with your product?
1: So one thing is we focus on small wins. So the goal is to have a win and I'll define what a win is within 15 to 30 minutes of opening up that kit. And so what that means is either an LED lighting up, a motor running. The goal is to build confidence so that you know you can do this. And so if there's a point in the project where you feel uncomfortable or intimidated, you can draw upon that moment and remember that I've done this before, I can do this. And so it's a lot of times where we're thinking about the win for the child. But I think we need to think more about a collective win, especially if the parent is involved. So it needs to be a win for The child and the parent, so they both feel comfortable with the materials that they're going to play with. And what
0: does a collective win look like versus if a kid was just winning on their own?
1: So, a collective win would mean that the parent feels that it's okay for them to be vulnerable. So, for them to say, I don't know, let's find out what that answer is. And also for them to have the resources available to them to then figure out what the solution is. And so, that's why I think it's really important for a parent to feel like it's okay for them not to know. At least they're willing to take the time to figure out the answer. Got it. And Tinker the Robot has been quite
0: popular in the homeschooling community. How have they been using your kits?
1: The homeschooling community is actually our main audience. So I've been really fortunate to work with them because they're such a fun community. They really just use it to explore engineering. So a lot of them like to hit the core subjects first, and then engineering is more of an enrichment. So it's more of a fun activity that they do after they've done all these other classes. And so the way they've been using it is mainly just to tinker and play, explore a career, or just try something that they've never tried before. And so it's it's really exciting to see the diverse group of students that actually end up purchasing and using our kits.
0: Have you had to tailor your content depending on the purpose of the homeschool educator? So you said, you know, some are exploring a career, some are just tinkering and playing. Have you help, had to sort of help them explore how to implement the kit with those purposes?
1: Yes and no. So the kit was developed about a year and a half ago. Our main series is called the Robot Build Series. It's five months and each month is a box box that exposes the tinkerer to one branch of engineering with five to ten projects. So initially it was actually just released as just these boxes with these videos. But it was really great because we're constantly talking to these families and they said, hey, you know, it'd be great if you had a resource kit. So then we created a Google Doc with a bunch of resources that it's constantly being updated with what parents need and what they send us. So it's really been a great process where we get a better understanding of what their needs are um, and then how we can facilitate. And then one parent, I remember three boxes in, she sent me an email and she said, it would be great if we had some way to check off these lessons so that we could show our homeschool teacher that we did XYZ project. So then because of that, we actually created a PDF that they could print and they could fill it out as a worksheet and then submit it as homework. So it's really been a great process to figure out what their needs are, and then how we can facilitate those needs.
0: We run into the same thing <laughs> at Code Combat. Every day we're getting feedback from teachers and students and parents about, hey, it'd be really great if you had XYZ, or it would really help if this part was a little less confusing. So I'm glad you're really involved with their feedback and how they're using the kits at home. And what are your goals or visions for Tinker the Robot over the next few years?
1: Right now, we are very local. I'm in SoCal by LA. And so most of our kits are purchased by homeschool families in that area. But the goal is to be throughout the country. And the further goal is to create a community of kids that are building and tinkering together. I love the idea of students building a robot and then showing other kids what they've built and then them learning together. Before COVID, we used to do these design challenges, in-person design challenges. And it was really cool to see how kids really learn together. There's this collaborative nature that happens where they'll kind of share tips and tricks. And I think it's such a great way to learn because it's not a forced learning. It's a very organic way of learning. And so that's what I would love to do, figure out how we can approach that type of learning with these kits.
0: So why do you think your kits encourage collaboration over standard curriculum that you've seen
1: so our kits are designed to actually be done as a family the idea is to have like a caregiver and a child or a sibling and a sibling do the kits together so even though you could do the kit by yourself it's a little bit more fun to do it in groups of two or more because there are prompts that then spark conversation and so if we can think about having these conversations not only on family unit But as a community, I think that would be really interesting, especially if we talk about challenges. Each kit has lessons and builds, but it also has a challenge that the student is then invited to participate in. And so it'd be really great to see how kids across the country are approaching that challenge and what creativity or personal element they can add to that. And so I think that's what at least to me, makes engineering or anything more scientific a little bit more engaging, is to see how other people approach that problem and then build together.
0: I love that connectivity and the community building there. So how do you see this space transforming over the next few years? And when I say space, we can start with the homeschool community when it comes to teaching engineering and STEM, And then we can also broaden it out to just ed tech in general and how we're using technology to teach kids.
1: I think with COVID and the growth of at-home learning, we're starting to redefine what education means. And I think that's a really interesting thing for us to think about. What is the goal of education and what is the goal of your child? And I think homeschooling has a really interesting approach because the goal might not be four years for your university. It might be a trade school or starting your own business or an apprenticeship. And I think opening up these options is really exciting because then you can approach education in a very different way. One thing I've really liked about working with homeschoolers is that they're really able to pause and really understand how their child learns, what engages them, and then pick and choose curriculum that facilitates that. And I think that's something we're going to see become a little bit more prevalent in ed tech. We're going to see that there isn't just one way to teach a subject. There are multiple ways, and it's really about figuring out how to engage the child and then how to then cultivate that passion that they have. And so I think it's going to be really cool because... With technology, we're going to see it really blossom as a tool because we're going to see all different ways to learn engineering, to learn math, to learn English, to learn anything. And it's really just going to open up our world. So I'm personally really excited to see what people create because what I'm doing is just a really small part. If you enter the homeschooling community, you see what all these moms, these dads, these caretakers are doing. You're going to see a really large variety of content, of subjects, of approaches, and it's really exciting.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it's a much more personalized learning experience when you approach education that way. You touched upon COVID there. Have you seen a difference in how your kids are used from pre-pandemic to now during the pandemic? Did you see a change across that whole time span of how kids were using the kits at home?
1: So we launched our kits actually two months before COVID, so there wasn't a direct like Delta, but so from the very beginning, we actually always thought that these kits would be at home, but we thought there would be a culminating in-person event where kids could show off the robots that they built. And so I think that's the main difference. Now we don't have this culminating event. And I think that's a little bit disappointing because that's something great for kids to work towards. And it's also a fun event for them to then come together and build that community. So I'm excited to see what, what we can come up with as the pandemic hopefully isn't as scary as it has been.
0: It sounds like you really can't replace that in-person collaboration, especially when it comes to certain aspects of engineering, where you're actually working with your hands, etc. So yeah, I agree. It'll be great to see that come back slowly. So now looking at your experience building Tinker the Robot, that whole process of developing your product, What advice would you give to someone who wants to design learning products for the homeschool community?
1: I mean, definitely do it. I think whenever we envision, maybe pre-pandemic, when we envisioned homeschoolers, we had a very specific view of what homeschoolers look like, what might be interesting to them. But I think as we're seeing, the homeschooling community is extremely eclectic. And if you have something that you think would be interesting to them, build it. Test it and reach out to the community that you think would be interested in it and get their feedback. Because if there's anything I've learned is that there is a group within homeschooling that is interested in one specific thing. You know, you just need to find that group and make sure they know about your product.
0: Great. And then looking at the homeschool community themselves, what advice would you give to a parent who is planning to help their kids learn at home?
1: I think you can do it. It's definitely intimidating, but there are a lot of resources out there. Please don't feel like this is something you need to do on your own. You know, figure out what works for you, what works for your child, and then you're probably going to do a lot of Google searches and find that program. There's literally everything out there. Some great resources are Facebook groups where you can go in and ask Moms and dads, what they're doing, and pick and choose. So don't feel like you need to do everything. There are a lot of resources out there that you can utilize. And there are a lot of groups out there with classes in place, programs in place that you can use to piece together what you're envisioning for your child.
0: I can say the same for us educators out there, too, and teachers in their classrooms. It's intimidating to feel like you need to know everything before you start, right? But what you're saying is it's okay. You can just one step at a time, figure out your way to a curriculum that's gonna work for your kids.
1: Exactly, figure out that small win for yourself.
0: <laughs> I think everyone needs to focus on small wins these days. So <laughs> it's it's a good philosophy to have overall. But anyways, thank you so much for being a guest, Kay, and all the best with you with Tinker the Robot. Thank you, Charlotte. Thanks for listening to EdTech Adventures. Please subscribe to catch more of our episodes and leave a review to support the show. For more resources and info, visit us at codecombat.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Chang. We'll see you on our next learning adventure.